table new legislation that will enable real relief to the affordability crisis being felt across this province. The soaring inflation and rising cost of living has impacted everyone. Groceries, gas, utilities, and so many other goods and services are getting more expensive every month. Alberta's economy has recovered strongly, but too many people are struggling to heat their homes, put food on the table, and fuel their cars. We are delivering critical, broad-based inflation relief for all Albertans, with additional targeted supports for families, seniors, and our most vulnerable. Our affordability action plan is the largest of its kind in Canada and will help millions of Albertans cut costs and pay their bills this winter. Today's legislation is a critical step in delivering this support. Our government has moved quickly to put our affordability action plan into motion, but legislative and regulatory changes are needed to enable us to provide quick and effective supports. The Inflation Relief Statutes Amendment Act contains amendments to the Fuel Tax Act, Alberta Personal Income Tax Act, Fiscal Measures and Taxation Act, and what will become the Regulated Rate Option Stability Act. As promised, we are taking action to save money every time Albertans fill up at the pump. If passed, this bill will pause collection of the full 13 cent tax on gasoline and diesel until June 30, 2023, regardless of oil prices. From January 1st to June 30th, all Albertans will save 13.6 cents per litre, including GST, every time they fill up. If you drive a pickup truck and fill up once a week, you're estimated to save up to $450 over those six months. That's real relief. We're also making the fuel tax relief program permanent, so Albertans continue to benefit from their own resource. After June 30th, the fuel tax relief program will provide ongoing tax relief when oil prices are high. If passed, this legislation will also enable us to make changes to the Alberta Personal Income Tax Act to index personal income taxes retroactive to 2022. Many Albertans will owe less tax or receive a higher refund come tax time. They will also benefit from lower tax withholdings on their paychecks next year. The Inflation Relief Statutes Amendment Act will also index the Alberta Child and Family Benefit Program, increasing quarterly benefits to low-income Alberta families by 6%. As the cost of living and affordability crisis continues, we must target additional supports to where they are needed the most. Parents are buying less food, less nutritious food, and deciding whether or not they can afford to keep their children in dance, sports, and other activities. After two years of significant isolation and disruption in their lives, including reduced physical activity, we must ensure that parents have the flexibility to provide as much normalcy for children as possible. Seniors and vulnerable Albertans with lower and often fixed incomes are also facing pressures and the additional challenges of barriers to full employment. Bill 2 enables our government to deliver six non-taxable monthly payments of $100 to seniors, families for each child under 18, and vulnerable Albertans receiving H, PDD, and income support. We wanted to ensure all low- and middle-income families received this support. Approximately 80% of Alberta families with children will be eligible based on the 180,000 income threshold, which is the same threshold used for childcare subsidies. The legislative changes may seem routine, but they are critical and necessary steps in delivering this relief starting early in the new year. Work is underway to get the system set up and running, and we will provide a more detailed update before the holidays once this legislation, or if this legislation is passed. Finally, we are taking strong action to help people with utility bills. Electricity rates are currently at record highs and are forecast to go even higher in the new year. 
While many Albertans have protection from high pricing through competitive fixed-rate contracts, many do not. Customers on the Regulated Rate Option, or RRO, are uniquely at risk this winter. This bill will put a temporary three-month price ceiling on the RRO for January, February, and March. Electricity costs above the 13.5 cent ceiling will be deferred until and spread over lower price months. Interest-free loans will be offered to RRO electricity providers to facilitate rate stability through the ceiling and deferral. This program will help protect RRO customers who are paying particularly high rates at the coldest time of the year, without burdening customers who are not on the RRO. Above all, this legislation contains the changes needed to help make life more affordable for millions of Albertans, families, farms, and small businesses. Alongside the bill, we will also be amending regulations to deliver additional relief. Electricity rebates will be extended for an additional four months, lasting until the end of April 2023. 1.9 million homes, farms, and small businesses will receive $75 credits in January and February, followed by $25 credits in March and April. Along with electricity, natural gas costs are another large portion of Albertans' utility bills. That's why we will be passing regulations before next spring to transform transform the natural gas rebate program into a permanent year-round natural gas price protection program. This program will provide 1.6 million homes, farms, and small businesses ongoing protection from extreme pricing and is another way Albertans will continue to benefit from their own resource. Finally, as previously announced, we will be indexing H, income support, and the Alberta Seniors Benefit to inflation. This will also be done by regulation before the new year. I know that's a lot of information. That's because we are doing a lot and we're moving very quickly. Every Albertan will benefit from this legislation and our affordability action plan. We know that affordability is the primary challenge facing Albertans, and today we are taking decisive action to enable both broad-based and targeted relief that will help all Albertans weather the storm while we work towards long-term affordability for all. Thank you, and we will now be happy to answer any questions. Oh, my apologies. I will now turn it over to Minister Travis Taves. Well, well, thank you, Minister Jones. Minister Jones has done a good job of covering the details, including the tax relief measures and provisions, and so I'll have very little to add, only this, that Albertans are truly facing uh, a difficult time in terms of inflation uh, with affordability pressures. Our government has brought responsible fiscal management uh, to the province over the last three, three and a half years. Uh, the combination of responsible fiscal management, an increase in energy prices, and a focus on investment attraction and economic growth and economic diversification has allowed us, uh, well, has provided a strong balance sheet uh, for the province, and this has allowed us to step in in a meaningful way with these affordability measures, which are, again, are a combination of direct relief as well as uh, taxation relief. Responsible fiscal management will continue to matter in the days and months ahead. But again, uh, as a government, we're privileged uh, to be able to offer this kind of support, which is meaningful and material to Albertans. And again, we can only do this because we've got a growing economy, which has resulted in increased revenues for the province of Alberta. And we've also brought a responsible fiscal management to the province. So thank you. Please to answer any questions. Um, when we were in the tech briefing this morning, a lot of the questions that we were asking for details, we were told would be, wait for the regulations. There's going to be regulations. We don't, we don't have the information on that. It's still being worked out. 
why has this not worked out yet? Like, we're, like, it's December the 7th, and some of this stuff is rolling out in the beginning of January. Um, some of it is worked out, but requires legislation and regulation uh, to be complete, and some of it uh, we are building. Um, these relief measures are new. They are also uh, very broad, and they're going to go to millions of Albertans. So there is work to be done to ensure that the, uh, the programs are in place to onboard Albertans and make sure they receive those payments. So if the regulations are ready, why can't you tell us about them? We'll show the regulations as soon as we are able, as soon as they're ready. And when's that? As, as soon as we're able to share them, we will, of course, release them for you. When? I don't if have information on timing. People are going to want to know uh, this information, and we're not really hearing a whole lot that's new here from what the, the Premier announced a couple of weeks ago. So I'm just wondering, you know, when, when are you guys going to pass the regulations? We will pass the regulations as soon as possible so we can get this relief out to Albertans. We're, we're certainly not to... Well, we intend to have the majority of the supports rolling out in January, and, and some supports are already... Uh, there are supports currently in place, including the electricity rebate, the natural gas price program. Uh, so any regulations required to get supports out early in the new year, uh, we're going to get done between now and the new year. Well, one of the concerns with not having those details in place is some of the, the people don't know whether they have to apply for programs or whether it's automated. And for some of those people, those are the same people who are extremely susceptible to scams, which we've seen um, people get scammed by this, like, fake rebates. So if you don't have the details, what, what are you going to do to make sure that, um, like, seniors and other vulnerable people aren't, aren't getting scammed if they don't have the details? Uh, seniors, vulnerable Albertans on core support programs will receive the uh, relief payments uh, automatically. Uh, families and Albertans not on those core support programs will uh, apply through a portal. Uh, but again, more details will be released in the coming weeks. And why make those people apply? Can't you figure it out already by yourself? Like, why make the families apply? You know, especially, I, I can imagine, like, situations, for example, like separated couples who have children. Um, who gets the money? Do they split between the two parents? And if, you know, they don't get along, how do they figure that out? Like, wh why is it not you who figures it out? It's important that the integrity of this program is, is uh, very high. Uh, we have to ensure that the supports are indeed going uh, to people who are eligible. And that's what the portal will do. It will use existing government information and information submitted by Albertans to make sure the targeted relief payments go to where they uh, are intended. And again, as a quality of life uh, measure, we will be automatically providing targeted relief payments to Albertans already onboarded on existing government support programs. Will you have enough time in December to, you know, cross-reference all that and make sure that those people are eligible? so that they can have the money by early January? Uh, I believe so. We are on, we are on track, um, based on what I've seen, to have the uh, payments uh, out early in the new year, and, and my preference would be in January. Is there any thought about uh, widening the eligibility? Because, again, a lot of us still can't get our hands wrapped around the fact that a, a, you know, a, a poor working person who makes under, you know, maybe makes $32,000 a year, doesn't have kids, isn't a senior, or maybe a couple that don't have kids and aren't seniors, aren't qualifying for these payments. Is there any, any thought about changing the eligibility? Because I, I just think that people are saying it just doesn't make sense. The average Alberta household with or without children, with or without seniors or vulnerable Albertans will receive up to an estimated $900 in broad-based relief alone. This includes $500 uh, 
alone in electricity not, rebates, not getting, getting hundreds of dollars in fuel tax cash. relief. Not, what if they don't drive? We're also reindexing income they don't, tax. They don't pay their, their, their electricity bills directly. Uh, this, this program includes measures that, that hit every Albertan and targeted relief for Albertans that are seeing increased costs due to inflation. Uh, a good example is families. Families uh, have seen a $1,000 increase in their annual food bill uh, over families without children, and that's why targeted relief to families with children uh, of $100 a month will help to offset the incremental burden that inflation places on families with children. Seniors and vulnerable Albertans on fixed and lower incomes are obviously also hit particularly hard. Michelle, by sorry. A lot of seniors make quite a bit of money. Uh, a lot of seniors are, you know, have fully indexed pensions, and they are, you know, they have paid their houses off. I mean, yes, there are vulnerable seniors, I agree. There's also vulnerable young people in their 20s that are barely making ends meet, and I don't understand why the government isn't helping them as well. Again, this package includes some of the most significant relief in, our, in Canada, up to $900 for an average household without children, seniors, or vulnerable Albertans. An estimated $900 benefit to people not receiving uh, targeted relief. And the average senior in Alberta, uh, over 90% make less than 90000 90, Sorry, everyone, just a reminder, we do have a format for one question, one follow-up. Uh, we'll come back to questions on the floor at the end if we have time, but now we're going to move to some questions on the phone. Operator, please put through the first caller. Thank you. Chris Varco, Calgary Herald. Hi. I'm, uh, this is a question for either minister. I'm wondering, how does this affordability program that is announced today get impacted by today's rate hike by the Bank of Canada? Doesn't it undercut what you're hoping to achieve here? Um, I think this package provides significant immediate relief at a time when Albertans need it no, most, and I think it's targeted appropriately to where Albertans are really feeling pain. That's why we have electricity rebates, a um, billion dollars uh, extended, another four months for another $200 in benefit from January to April 2023. We have ongoing fuel tax relief, another area where Albertans are, are feeling the inflation pinch. And we're also providing targeted relief payments to enable families and seniors to help uh, put food on the table. So um, I don't think that that in any way diminishes uh, the significant uh, inflation relief that is contained in this comprehensive package. Operator, please put through the next caller. Can I get a follow-up? Sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, follow-up. Yeah, um, if interest rates continue to rise and inflation continues to rise, is the government prepared to provide more, to spend more, uh, to provide additional relief in 2023? Uh, this package has been structured to give us uh, give Albertans six months uh, of relief so that we can evaluate uh, cost of living and inflation over that period so that we can uh, tailor our response to what Albertans need at that time. Operator, please put to the next caller. Josh Aldridge, Calgary Herald. Uh, thank you. Uh, Minister, you just said uh, this package provides a significant amount of relief at a time when Albertans needed uh, need it the most. Uh, the inflation and CPI has largely plateaued month over the month the last, well, since the summer. Uh, when, when we look at some of these packets or when some of these items, why specifically did it take so long to re-index uh, and some of these other uh, supports within the package itself. We committed to re-index those programs when Alberta's uh, financial situation uh, had improved 
uh, we, when those uh, programs were uh, paused, um, Alberta was in a very different place. We were running record deficits. We had a large structural deficit. We had low energy prices, and um, today is very different. Uh, so from our strong balance sheet, from our position of surplus, and after three years of fiscal restraint, we are in a position to sustainably index core support programs that Albertans uh, rely on. And in recognition of the additional hardship that they face, we are providing these targeted relief payments to all recipients of those programs on so $100 a month from January to June 2023. Do you have a follow-up? Uh, yeah, looking at kind of, again, those uh, CPI inflation stats, and again, uh, Varco announced or, or talked about it earlier, uh, Mexican Canada only raising it 50 basis points, and there's talk that, you know, this, this, from different economists, this might be the end of those increases. It, it, do you see a light at the end of this tunnel uh, for for this inflation increase and all the rest? I'm certainly hoping that uh, inflation – uh, and cost of uh, living will not continue to rise. Uh, but I know that Albertans will continue to face uh, high food prices, high fuel prices, high uh, electricity prices over the coming months. And that's why it's important that we provide uh, substantial inflation and cost of living supports today. All right, operator, please put through the next caller. Rick Bell, Calgary Sun. Uh, Good morning, ministers, um, and I'll have a question and a supplemental. The first question is, I know you've answered uh, Chris Barco's question about uh, whether there'll be more, and you say you're going to evaluate the, in the coming months. Um, I'm going to just ask you about one uh, part of your file, which you have mentioned in the past, which is insurance premiums. And... Uh, how how what is on the table? What are you at least looking at? I know you have no can't make a commitment today. That's obvious. But what kinds of things are you looking at? How seriously are you looking at um, moderating uh, increases or capping increases or freezing increases or rolling back increases? Now I know um, you might say that that is. Uh, the premiums are going down. Well, I'm 66 years old, have a six-star driving record, no tickets, no accidents, drive a six-year-old car, and my insurance premiums went up almost $200. So I don't know who it is that's getting these uh, lower rates. So if you could answer how serious are you in tackling the insurance file and what are you looking at in terms of the insurance file? Well, Rick, uh you know, you've identified the fact that we've seen significant increase in insurance premiums. So probably over the last six or eight years, we're in a very, um, well, what insurers would call hard, hard market right now. <clears throat> and that's why we have taken action on the auto insurance front, for sure. We've taken action more broadly as well by enabling captive insurance uh, companies to domicile here in the province. There's, you know, significant interest in captives and, and again, for in some instances, in some cases, a captive insurance corporation for a particular industry or, or business uh, can make sense. With automobile insurance, uh, we brought in past Bill 41, and um, after passing that bill, which really um, looked to deal with some of the systemic causes of increased costs that were leading to increased premiums, we've seen automobile insurance premiums flatten out. Now, Rick, to your point, 
That's not in every instance, but um, in some cases, we have motorists that have actually had a decline in their automobile insurance premiums and some that have had an increase. But overall, in the last 12 months, insurance premiums have gone up um, 2.4% at a time when we're, you know, we've been running inflation north of 6%. And so considering the increased cost to fix vehicles in this time of uh, constrained supply chains, and increasing costs, you know, 2.4% would indicate that insurance premiums have remained largely flat over the last 12 months. And, and you know, the, the preceding months uh, to that post-passing Bill 41, our insurance premiums were very much flat. And I would contrast that, um, Rick, to 2018. You know, the previous government, the NDP, brought in a rate cap of 5%. Well, insurance premiums went up 5% that year. And over the last 12 months, they've gone up by 2.4%. Now, again, we continue to monitor insurance premiums, the behavior of insurance companies. We want to ensure that we're, you know, we have the right uh, regulatory approach that uh, is going to ensure that motorists involved in, a, in an accident receive great care. Uh, and, and as well, um, we want to ensure that our regulatory framework ensures the most efficient system possible that results in the lowest premiums. But we're, you know, everything's on the table. We're continuing to monitor it. And, and supplementary question for the affordability minister. It's a bit of a sort of a political question, which is uh, I remember when in the past there were affordability packages, uh, including Ralph Bucks, as you know, way back in the day, and there was a lot of talk about it, and there was a lot of news coverage, and a lot of it was really overwhelming news coverage, lots of debate, lots of conversation around the water cooler and the, and the coffee shops. That's not the case here, largely because the Sovereignty Act has occupied the headlines, not just in Alberta, but um, across Canada. Um, you know, this is significant spend for you, for the government. Um, do you feel a bit frustrated that this, what the government saw as an announcement pivoting to a good news, has been really overwhelmed by the to and froing over the Sovereignty Act? Do you feel frustrated that message on the affordability hasn't been given a maximum uh, uh, coverage because of all of the debate around the Sovereignty Act? Um, thank you for the question. My focus is absolutely on affordability for Albertans. Um, as it relates to uh, the, the sovereignty within the United Canada Act, we've certainly seen how federal intrusion into provincial jurisdiction has increased the cost of living of Albertans. Uh, right now, Albertans are paying an average of $25 a month on their utility bills, uh, on their natural gas bill, uh, due to the carbon tax, and uh, they, they want to uh, dramatically increase that. So uh, I certainly hope that the government's uh, efforts to assert provincial uh, jurisdiction will result in uh, cost savings and affordability for, our, for Albertans over the long term. But my focus is on delivering immediate cost of living and inflation relief while I work across government, across ministries, to find uh, long-term affordability initiatives uh, for all Albertans. Thank you. All right, thanks everyone. That's all the time we had for today. Are you planning to have to check the payments, like the $600, out the door on January 1st? 
Uh, I am hoping to uh, have the uh, first installment of the uh, relief payments out in January, um, um, but early next year is a, a safe bet. Sometime in the January? I don't have anything Thank beyond you. January at this time. Yeah, just real quick. And, uh, sorry. I uh, just want to make it clear, too, for, for Asia and uh, folks on income support, they will see a bump on their December 22nd check. So that'll be immediate. That's the one for January, right? You give it before Christmas, usually? Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, everyone.